Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and thanks always to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests sound so good. Today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Venture Studio, which is the new tech startup company building platform and community growing here in Orange County. So if you're looking for a place to work on your startup, opportunities to work with the next generation of really exciting technology companies emerging here, or want to be part of that community, feel free to check us out at OC4V.com. I am super excited to have Larry Armstrong with me here today on Accelerate OC. And before we get to hear from Larry, let me tell you a little bit about him. He is currently the chairman of Where Malcolm, which is an international design firm that provides planning and architecture, interior design, branding, civil engineering, and even building measurement services to commercial real estate and corporate clients. And they have over two dozen, 25 office locations throughout the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and even Panama. They've been an Inc. 5000 fastest growing private company. They've been a best firm to work uh, by industry publications. And they also rank in the top 15 of the top architecture engineering firms uh, in the world by uh, one of their industry publications. So very fast growing very well-recognized company that he has been a senior leader of for a long, long time. So he is the strategic visionary. He's also an accomplished architect and, and the leader of, the, of this company. He's been an Ernst Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award winner. Uh, they were recognized as well as a, a OCBJ, OC500 as one of the most influential leaders here in the community. And you will see through our conversation why. He continues to be recognized as one of the key community leaders here in Orange County. Uh, and he's been with Ware Malcolm for over 30 years, uh, the last 25 plus as CEO, where he grew the revenue from when he started to now by over 40x. That is an amazing accomplishment. And this year he became chairman. He guest lectures at schools around here like USC and Chapman and UCI and he's even given the commencement address at his alma mater, Kent State. We're both Midwesterners, uh, so we'll talk maybe a little bit about that uh, as well. He's super active here. We were just talking off the air about some amazing work that he's doing with United Way. Uh, and he chairs this really amazing effort here and campaign here called United to End Homelessness. Uh, and has, has done that along with Sue Parks, who's a prior guest of mine, Charles Antis, uh, a prior guest here on Accelerate OC as well. And he also recently joined the CEO Leadership Alliance of Orange County, which those of you uh, who listen know that I'm very involved as well. Larry, it is great to have you here on Accelerate OC today. Well, thanks, Gary. I love uh, love being here and looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. So let's get to the starting line. I gave a, a brief intro. Uh, you have had an amazing career at Where Malcolm. Can you think of another time, though, in your career where there's been as much disruption and change occurring around the industry that you're in than right now? Definitely not. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's a very exciting time in commercial real estate, in corporate real estate. 
Uh, and, you know, it continues to change even beyond what we thought a few months ago. Sure. So, uh, you know, e-commerce has had a huge impact on our business and as well as uh, our design of office space in the workplace mm -hmm. uh, was evolving at a very fast pace. And then all of a sudden with COVID, it's taken another turn. And so we are in the midst of figuring that out right now. So mm -hmm. lots, of, lots of exciting changes in commercial real estate, for sure. Sure. So how, I mean, how have you guys uh, thought about that from, I mean, I, I feel like right, you've had this kind of initial shock and then probably a little bit of this uh, paralysis, you know, sort of react to the shock. How do we create any sort of sense of continuity? And now uh, people are probably starting to plan a little bit to say, okay, what, what is life maybe going to look like on the other side? But, you know, how, how are you guys thinking about the, either the set of services or what what even the firm is likely to look like in the coming years? Yeah, so I think that, um, well, a, couple, a lot there. I a think, lot, to, a to, lot. To, That's to right. talk about, but, you know, I think um, where we're coming, where our firm comes from is, you know, we've grown up as commercial real estate mm -hmm. experts, trusted mm -hmm. advisors to our to our clients. Uh, we believe we understand real estate very, very well. And uh, the changes that have uh, gone uh, in the economy and, and have come out of the uh, technology and, and in the economy have driven a lot of change. And so we've become thought thought leaders in the development of office space and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, e-commerce space and all that sort of thing. So uh, specifically to, you know, what we find ourselves in the middle of right now, which is this... Uh, COVID pandemic, lots of companies had doubts about sort of this work at home idea or this agile workplace idea, um, you know, and, and even with our in our own company, as well as our clients, uh, we're seeing everybody was forced into it. You know, anybody that could manufacturing is different, but office sure. Everybody's sort of forced into it. We had departments in our company where they, there were doubts. It's like, well, can we really work remote? Are we going to be able to be efficient and successful? Mm -hmm. It's nice to sit next to somebody and have a conversation and look at a screen and try and figure out a problem. We're lucky uh, it happened now where we have Zoom and teams and things like that, you know, which help facilitate. But, you know, you look into the future and we're, we're talking to our clients right now about what space going to be after this uh, or what it is it now uh, sort of the first thing is how do you return safely how do you get your employees safely back mm -hmm. in how do you phase in what are the protocols what are the mm -hmm. sort of the cleaning protocols what are the mm -hmm. you know shared space protocols all this kind of thing um you know are there masks you know all this and uh well, what's it going to really be what are we going to be doing a year from now and two years from now are we going to have a vaccine? Are we just going to go back to normal? Or mm -hmm. do we see a permanence? And, you know, we think there is a permanence to this agile workplace. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, companies and people are, are now more comfortable because they found out by force that they had to do it. That's right. uh, we see now that we can collaborate um, digitally and long distance. So um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, there's a lot of theories out there about demand for future demand for office space mm -hmm. is it going to be there are people right. are, are companies just going to take less space and work agile workplace into their into their program going forward uh we believe so uh to the extent that happens you know 
We don't know yet. Sure. You know, well, it seems like it's going to be this wide continuum, right? I mean, I think people uh, like human interaction. I mean, right. you and I are having this great conversation, and we're both now very comfortable doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, the people in our op- we've opened twelve of our offices mm-hmm. uh, as of today. We're we have half of them open, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're only allowing twenty percent into the office. On a, are you doing it on a rotational? Yeah, just yeah. whoever wants to. It's not mandatory. Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to take steps, right? But the people that come in are so happy to be here and see their coworkers, right. you know, in person. Uh, so we're going to find out. We don't know. Two years from now, we'll mm-hmm. know. Well, the, I think the interesting thing from my perspective is you, you know, because this was forced on so many people. As I think about the other side, you're going to see this this significant continuum of different corporate cultures that people will have this ability to almost opt into. Right? Where, hey, I want to be remote. I mean, I've had I've had a lot of different companies and a lot of different cu- cultures as far as how work gets done. And I mean, one of my last startups, we had one of our best engineers was nomadic. We really didn't ever know where he was, but he would be on calls and he, he got work done. And it sort of was up to him to make sure he had connectivity and availability and other than that we didn't really care and so exactly Exactly. i think that's that's like this far into the spectrum and then you have these other people that want routine predictability i want to know i have a place to go and a space to go to and and i think you will end up with probably just a lot more uh diversification there 100 percent. i i believe that everything you just said is i think what's going to happen so 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 i started the show uh, a year ago so I just literally had my kind of one-year uh, anniversary of uh, Accelerate OC. And really, the reason I did it was to have these kind of conversations. I've, I've had this great fortune of meeting amazing people here in Orange County. And I just wanted to have these conversations, record them, and share them with others. Because um, there, we just don't get enough of this uh, this dialogue and conversation happening. So as you think about what's just happened to us though. And, you know, I, I was super excited to talk to you because you, we have a world-class architecture and commercial real estate firm based here in Orange County. And it's just another example of the kind of innovation and, and leadership that exists here that influences globally, right? And so as you think about this inevitable change that is starting to happen in how people are going to use space to get work done. Why, why don't we as Orange County really get behind that and invest in those in innovations, right? I could see your firm, for example, working with companies to help people configure home office space. Yeah. Right. So like that could be a whole new uh, business initiative or something. So thoughts on, how do we take this world-class capability like yours and then channel that into new entrepreneurial activity here? Yeah, exactly right. And we're, you know, we've started on a, a big campaign to, uh, not that we always have it, but um, really focus on technology in our company. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, we're talking about things like how, how AI affects our business mm-hmm. and, uh, and how it affects our clients. And so, you know, I think, we've been so lucky to be based here in Orange County because it traditionally and early on has been a very sophisticated commercial real estate market. Mm-hmm. 
some of the most amazing real estate entrepreneurs um, in the in the country and in the world came out of here, mm-hmm. and they were our they were and are our clients. Mm-hmm. So we've certainly benefited from that and been able to take that on the road, so to speak, which mm-hmm. is why clients have taken us to so many other markets. Sure. So we are uh, not only a beautiful place to live and work, but it's. Uh, it's really an entrepreneurial place. Mm-hmm. It is. And, uh, it really is, and uh, it's 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 largely that whole atmosphere that exists here is is largely responsible for uh, our firm being so successful. Mm-hmm. Do you think the <laughs> entrepreneurial spirit that is kind of the backbone here will seize this new world of? Uh, investment, which is typically, I mean, you mentioned AI, uh, you know, somebody who's been building buildings for the last 30, 40 years and AI are pretty far apart. And as you think, I look at this area and say like this, this should be a real estate technology, property technology hotbed, but largely the real estate folks have lived in this silo and the software folks have lived in this silo. So what do you think we can do better to create more of that cross-pollination and collaboration? This is one of the reasons I'm excited about CLA because, mm-hmm. um, you know, traditionally uh, this is a place where uh, it's a natural platform for entrepreneurs. And most of us uh, and why, to your point, sort of the silo effect may, may have happened and does definitely happen here. People are busy. They're doing their business. They're building their business. Right? <laughs> they're excited and they're building their business. Uh, this sort of collaboration that's happening in CLA at a very high level of great companies. I mean, amazing. Mm-hmm. We're honored to be part of it. But um, you know, I don't think has really happened in this way before. And okay. and uh, and and an idea that says, well, we want to be seen here in Orange County mm-hmm. as a viable option for to springboard uh, new technology and entrepreneurship and uh, and, and we have we are that i think mm-hmm. that you know one of the things is that maybe we haven't gone out into the world and sold that idea very that's much right. we and don't talk about it. what that's right that's but right. i think that's what we're working on right and mm-hmm. so uh you know how do you maximize the community and you know i think it, it ties into what we're doing with the homeless thing too i mean it, it all ties together you know how how do we raise the community so that we have an awesome, awesome place in every possible way. And I mm-hmm. think engaging our uh, and, and helping to solve this homeless problem and uh, encourage as many of those people uh, to be uh, get back to a, a productive place in society and help them get there uh, is just a big part of it as, say, here comes a, a, a young uh, entrepreneur with an awesome idea. And mm-hmm. how do we support him making the next amazing company here in Orange County? And, you know, we're seeing it. We're seeing both of those things happen. And I think they're not disparate. You know, those are oh, absolutely. part of the same thing as That's far right. as I'm concerned. Right? I and totally, so, yeah, totally agree. Right? The, it's exciting to see that, you know. I mean, the, the excitement here once was tons of orange groves that got turned into amazing commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to work on that for quite a while until sure. we became this thing. And now we are this thing. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do with it? That's the key. What are we going to do with this amazing uh, community that we have mm-hmm. to push it up on yet another level? That's and right. That's why I get excited about it. That's, I love that. I love that. So 
let's let's go a little under the hood on uh, you know you mentioned united in, in homelessness um we were talking a little bit about that before give the audience a little bit of orientation to kind of how how this is uh, come together and okay. you know amazing impact and then i want to go uh as we were talking about earlier this idea of like what what can we learn from that to find ways to to come together to address other other things which i i actually believe and and a lot of people have heard me say this that you know producing early stage idea centric companies that we can export right? it's hard to export i mean you you guys do that with with your architecture and and things to other places and it is kind of an ip export but you know the knowledge economy the the software world that i've lived most of my career in is about develop it here export it elsewhere and then bring it back and reinvest and i think we need more of that as that's the economy of today and the, and the future yeah. so let's talk about united in homelessness and i know okay uh, and then we'll, we'll go from there okay well so excited about united and homelessness because you know, we're two and a half years in, maybe not even that quite that. Um, Man, it's, it feels like to me it's been 10 years going. Good. Right? But, but yeah, good. it's great. Because, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, oh gosh, homelessness is obviously a very complicated issue. Uh, the United Way here in Orange County is, is an amazing agency. We have lots of awesome nonprofits. Uh, I love the United Way. We've been involved in the United Way for 25 years. Mm. I finally decided, you know, we need to do something about this homeless thing. I joined the board. Uh, Sue Parks, their amazing CEO, and I and other, a lot of other people cooked up this idea that what are we going to do about homelessness, you know, and uh, and how can we be most effective? So um, along with Jamboree, we commissioned a cost study at UCI to find the gaps because there's already work. Obviously, work was going on in Orange County to address homelessness. Uh, lots of work. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of other nonprofits, the county, some cities, you know, all kinds of people mm -hmm. working on it. So we did not want to be duplicative of what was happening, but we wanted to understand it and where the gaps were and then hopefully fill the gaps with mm -hmm. direct action to be a part of the solution. So that's kind of the idea. So one of the things was to bring more awareness uh, in the community uh, to garner support for solutions. And so sort of public awareness um, and advocating, I think, you know, we as part of the mission, uh, sort of our signature program is, is Welcome Home OC, where we're working with apartment landlords, mm -hmm. uh, again, real estate entrepreneurs, right, mm -hmm. uh, to make some of their apartments available to us, where we can place a person that is homeless that has a housing voucher, a HUD voucher in their hand, which is uh, assigned by the county and get them housed and get as many of these people housed as we possibly can. There's also projects being built, um, apartment and buildings uh, with care in them, um, permanent supportive housing, PSH is how we refer to it. And we are not directly involved in those other than to advocate for them, because that's also part of the solution. Mm -hmm. Our biggest signature problem uh, issue um, that we're working on is this Welcome Home OC. So we're, we've got landlords signed up into a program. We have nonprofit um, partners that help us with uh, providing services to a, a person once they're placed in an apartment. We fundraised directly for that. 
and we're making great progress. We've got a ways to go, a long way to go, but sure. we're building momentum and we've raised some money and uh, we're, you know, we're going to knock the number down significantly. Mm -hmm. which is I think that infrastructure is so critical because obviously, like the, you know, part of the, the fear that I have in the world that I live in is this pace of change of technology is only increasing. And that has a potential, you know, you, you think about something like AI that you mentioned earlier, it has the potential to displace massively more jobs and more people. And uh, that obviously is a really bad thing when it comes to things like housing. And we yeah. tend to be in a, a very expensive housing market here. So yes. as I think about it, it's our it's our job as as leaders here to really plan ahead and think about not just housing infrastructure, but skill, job, mm -hmm. opportunity infrastructure, right? So uh, yeah. as radical as it may sound, I feel like the, the, the things and the, the processes you all went through to think about United in homelessness, I feel like the same kinds of opportunities exist to think about, you know, United to uh, start more companies united to create more jobs yes. because those those typically you know, like they're, they're, you know there's there's a huge need for that safety net for sure but the job the purpose of being able to get up and and have a, a something to do every day and, and a purpose to be in this world is obviously also key and you know that that to me is this huge opportunity that we're gonna need to pay attention to over the next uh, 10 years. And, you know, I didn't, I, I don't know if I told you this, I grew up in a family business that lasted almost 150 years. Oh, wow. And my dad sold it to retire a couple of years ago or else it would still be going, but it's, it would be easy to say, Hey, we just kept doing the same thing. Showed up every day, opened the store, people showed up. But I, I, t I think we're in this phase of the world where a lot of what got us here isn't going to get us there going forward. And so, Right. Uh, you know, as you think about, I mean, your your industry is in you know the highest level of disruption it's ever been in right now, mm -hmm. which doesn't mean it's going away. It just is going to have to change, right? And yeah, so, all the time. So, how do you think we can leverage some of these these great uh, things that you guys have done with United in homelessness and apply that to more the the entrepreneurial realm here? Yeah, so think about it. I mean, you can apply the example to um, everything you just said. I mean, think about it. You you stabilize a person um, in a home, mm -hmm. and maybe you know there's upskill. You know, OC. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, which is amazing. United program. Way has an upskill program too, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, uh, lots of open jobs here in Orange County, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be great to fill them and at the same time, somebody get restabilized and right. contribute? Um, you know, so what does that do? That just adds to the whole equation. You know, so it, it's a, it benefits everybody. You know, if we're looking for a reason to do this, and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. talking about the homeless thing, but it really ties to everything else you're saying. For the benefit of the entire community, mm -hmm. that's what we have to do. It's also less burdensome on the taxpayer. There's no other reason. I mean, if I, if we can house somebody that's on the street or in a shelter, mm -hmm. in an apartment, mm -hmm cost of the taxpayer goes like in half. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and then if that person's a person you can get stabilized and maybe they can re-enter the workforce at some point, then it's just, you know, an incredible win. So apply that to anything, you know, you're talking about, you know, and we can do that here.
Yeah, I, I totally agree. We have, we have every, I, I always say we have everything we need here. It's about connecting it together, orient it. Orient yeah, which it. is relatively new concept here. You know, because right. like I said, everyone's just been hard charging, building their business and mm. really, you know, mm-hmm. it's nothing wrong with that. But sure. uh, I think there's an opportunity right now, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. So your background as, you know, architect, planner, as you think about the Orange County community, we have 34 cities. We, we, you know, a lot of people are critical that we don't have this center core. We don't have a, a downtown L.A., downtown San Diego, which during this crisis has actually proved generally to be a positive thing in that yep. we haven't. So as you think about planning and architecture and, and what really drives community, what is it? You've worked across all kinds of different types of commercial projects and, and properties is there is there one that you tend to point to and go that's that's where community really kind of starts from yeah you know <clears throat> yeah i don't know if if, if you i'll use irvine for an example mm-hmm. because you know it's a great city it's here it's like you know it's our firm has been headquartered in irvine its mm-hmm. entire life which 48 years those have been around a while you know it was this na- nationally and internationally known place that was based on a big master plan and residential areas, commercial areas, industrial areas, you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, over the last, call it 10, 15 years, that has gotten really mixed up. Um, the zoning has changed to adapt, I think, to now who we are. I, we, you know, I'll give you an example. We've got all these apartments now built in the IBC, which is great. You know, I think it, it's worked out really, really well. I think that um, we've got in the old industrial core in uh, in Irvine, uh, many of those buildings are becoming converted to creative office space. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, um, when this thing started, the older industrial buildings that were built in the 70s uh, are kind of like at Maine and Maine. Mm-hmm. Maine and Maine wants the high, higher quality real estate product right Mm -hmm. so those things are getting converted now because they have where they sit and also because as industrial product it's obsolete Mm -hmm. so it's really it's really kind of cool right here in our neighborhood to watch this evolution and this is a relatively young community i mean it's only been right it's not we're not talking about boston here Mm -hmm. so um you know the rate of change just here is like a little case study which Mm -hmm. you can see um, and we're going to continue to go more vertical and more, and more dense. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. I think the idea that we don't have one city or, you know, we don't have an L.A. in Orange County. We're 34 cities. I think that's the beauty of it. Right? I agree. That's I mean, right. It's like you can have any life you want, right? It you, you... makes us super unique. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know, like, every, like they say, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> you know, who could argue with it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, and, and that's the other thing within our community, within the Orange County community, there's all kinds of cultural aspects and mm-hmm. you know, op- opportunity to go different places and work and live in different communities that are a little bit different. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool too. And gives us uh, a lot of strength, uh, yeah. a lot of, the redevelopment, uh, opportunities are huge here. Lots to do still in Orange County. Absolutely. So as you think about ways that we can promote more of those collisions that we were talking about earlier what any thoughts on how how we use the infrastructure or um in, in some cases the lack therein to, to to promote more of those 
collisions or, or frankly curiosity to go explore other other well parts. that's the beauty of it because we're not so locked in you mm -hmm. know to some paradigm you know it's a pretty different paradigm and you mm -hmm. look at any other county well what are we the sixth largest county in the united states mm -hmm. any other county that big that looks like this i don't think so that's right. uh, it's a unique opportunity and uh so i think whenever there's a a group of people that are interested in trying something out, making it happen, testing it. You know, it's like uh, the lab in the camp. That's pretty cool, that's right. That's right? right? I mean, that's pretty neat. There's lots of examples of that. I can go on with this. You know, the creative office conversions have been really cool. The e-commerce has just been unbelievable uh, to watch and to be mm -hmm. part of and mm -hmm. to see, you know, what, what goes into adapting our real estate. That makes sense, you know. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of opportunities. It's really limitless, you know, and I think the cool kind of exponential, the, the idea uh, there's an exponential opportunity instead of all kinds of us working separately, if, you know, we can get these little mm -hmm. collisions of people working together on a cool idea and make something happen like the homeless thing or yeah. pick anything. CLA is, I think, has tremendous opportunity to do that. And with all the little uh, kind of startup companies coming out of places like the Cove, that's the basis, I think. That idea, put all that together, what I just said, and it can become this next thing for us, for Orange County, mm -hmm. that surpasses anything we've ever done up until now. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. So as, as you've worked with, no doubt, countless entrepreneurs over your years, um, helping them design their spaces and... You know, what, what has it been, what's, what is it about the, the work that you've done, you know, that really helps them kind of express their stories or, or what they're trying to, to do in, in the world? Well, that's the cool thing about our, our business. Um, we work with all kinds of businesses. Every business needs space and every business has a culture and a function and the way they work mm -hmm. and, and they're all unique. You know, and so there's the, the beautiful thing about it is you get to collaborate with a group of people to improve their business, to make it mm -hmm. better for their employees to want to come there. Uh, so it's sort of retention and recruiting kind of an idea. Uh, it's a, what can we do to help support your culture and to mm -hmm. help you achieve your business goals? So how do I design space? to help you make that happen. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we're real estate experts. How do we design space so that when you outgrow your space or you have your exit and you sell to a big company, how does this real estate still work for somebody else or is marketable? Mm -hmm. So those are the kind of things we talk about. How, one of the things we've always talked about too is sort of this future-proofing idea. That's kind mm -hmm. of a buzzword now. Proofing. We used to call it long-term real estate value, which is what our company is based on. We mm -hmm. design buildings that long-term real estate value. Well, now we've sort of applied this idea, well, how do you build in flexibility or at least think about it when you're designing a building to future-proof it? You know, what happens if we all stop driving cars? We need parking garages That's, anymore? I, know, yeah, I've already had that speculation cars. of like, let's jam a bunch of shipping containers in there and we got a huge number of apartments. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what the. Design is an amazing field because mm -hmm. you get to work with all these different kinds of people and, and we get great ideas. I mean, clients influence how we design in a sure, big sure. way uh, because they're amazing entrepreneurs and they are creative and 
driven and we learn from them. So uh, that's the exciting thing about our business, I think. That's really cool. I, I mentioned you know, starting this a year ago and big part of this was about trying to highlight, you know, create another forum for highlighting innovative leaders, entrepreneurs, people here that are, are driving change in Orange County and driving change in the world, you know, folks mm-hmm. like you. And I feel so privileged. I, I don't think we do a great job in Orange County of the storytelling that sort of historically tribal idea of, of telling stories to inspire and inform and excite folks. So part of why I started this is too many people saying, you know, it's just nothing going on here. And I don't, or I don't know what's going on here. And I'm going, no, it's the opposite. There's amazing things happening here and we're just not talking about it enough. So think about, you know, the things that you feel like from where you sit, the things we could do, if we want to get a hundred more companies started in Orange County in the next few years, what are the, what are the things you feel like we could do to excite and inspire more people to to go do that? And maybe that means they they leave where Malcolm and go do it, or they leave one of the other bigger companies here. But, but you know, what what do you feel like we can do better to you know inspire more of that to happen? Well, one of the things I'm big on is mentoring, and mm-hmm. you know, I think we're doing that in places like the Cove and other places, and and uh, a lot of my colleagues on CLA definitely do that. And mm-hmm. but I think that you know, as young people come up, and one of the, you know they need to be inspired and, and encouraged, and have the opportunity to learn from us that have made a lot of mistakes and tried mm-hmm. different things and mm-hmm. hopefully been successful. And uh, you know, I think once again, it's an opportunity for some collisions to take place and whether that's formal or informal, you know, but I, I think encouraging people with ambition is a big deal mm-hmm. and important because it's what happened to me. And so, mm-hmm. you know, here in our company, what's fueled a lot of our growth is giving our people here opportunities to grow in their career mm-hmm. and understanding what they want to do and helping them to get there. Mm-hmm and uh, creating those opportunities. And so a big part of why we ended up with all these offices is because clients ask us to go and Mm -hmm. promote somebody from within and give them an opportunity to go uh, grow something and and then coach them, help them Mm -hmm. figure it out. And uh, I would apply the same idea to Orange County as a whole. Encourage that for sure. Mm -hmm. I like that. I, I think that's a great model. What is it about Orange County you must appreciate? Um, well, I'm a Midwest guy, right? Mm-hmm. I came from near Cleveland and, mm-hmm. um, which I, you know, I still love the Rust Belt. And I learned a lot about mm-hmm. what makes communities successful and, and obsolete, I guess, some, mm-hmm. in some respects, I think just opportunity is what it is here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been very, very fortunate, uh, when we moved here, it was a, big decision to move to the West coast originally, but you know, it's worked out quite well. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's really just because of the inherent opportunity here. Yeah. There's a dynamicism. I, you know, I grew up in Indiana and there was just this progressiveness, this dynamicism. That... It's a spirit. It's a, I've said it millions of times. It's an entrepreneurial spirit here in Orange mm-hmm. County and opportunity comes from that. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, very grateful for that. And I want to encourage, I guess, just the same way I was. Yeah, I love that. I mean, a lot of what I'm doing, I feel like, is is about 
that for my kids and you know, wanting them to come back here, not feeling like things have gotten stale or complacent, but that right. this is a place that's focused on the next set of big ideas. Yeah. Just like it, just like it has been. And so that, that's what I'm hopeful that we, we see more of that. So as you think about that change, I mean, you, you mentioned AI and, and the firm looking more and more at technology, which is really exciting for me to hear. How do you keep yourself sharp? <laughs> well, I, I get involved in a lot of different things as you, mm -hmm. and, and I'm also an artist. I show all over the world and I've been mm -hmm. very fortunate in my art career, which is sort mm -hmm. of my second career, mm -hmm. but it influences how I think. Mm -hmm. And so I think the creative idea there, the, the freedom of artistic expression, I've always said, sort of makes me a better leader here. Mm. I think the experience here uh, at where Malcolm and in my career has actually made me a better artist as well. And, That's fascinating. And I also read a lot. I've always, uh, you know, our company, we've always encouraged people to read a lot of business books and and I've been influenced big time by some very specific ideas that I've read. Mm -hmm. And so I read all the time, just continuous learning. I think you, you can never stop learning. Mm -hmm. You know, um, people around here have heard me talk about it forever, but I draw great inspiration from Leonardo da Vinci because mm -hmm. he had the whole brain thinking. He wasn't just a creative person. Mm -hmm. He was a very creative person, mm -hmm. but he was also very technical. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had, there's so many aspects to what made him, I refer to him as the greatest genius that ever lived. And mm -hmm. I draw inspiration from him because uh, he never stopped learning uh, up until the end of his life. So I, I think that's very important to keep growing, keep learning mm -hmm. all the time. I, I think that's amazing what keeps me in this kind of bleeding edge, cutting edge venture world is that I get presented with new ideas every day. And mm -hmm. that's exciting. It is. Um, it, it, you know, it could be scary at times because I, I, I go, oh, everything that I thought about up until now is now rendered obsolete because of this <laughs> amazing new idea. But, right. uh, but it is exciting. Somewhere down deep in me, there's this paranoia of irrelevance or something that that drives me to, to stay on that yeah absolutely yeah. I, I think that's exactly right it's kind of how i feel you know especially mm -hmm. when i was running the company i always felt um a responsibility but not just that i think a, a need or even a pressure that i needed to stay out in front of my company at all times you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. and what does that mean every day you know mm -hmm. you gotta bring it every day that's amazing so one of the, the things that I've observed is that the, the, you know, if you look at the most valuable companies in the world now, obviously, you know, you can find all those charts that show the change in uh, enterprise values of, of companies. And you've seen, you know, companies like Amazon and Google and Microsoft and these, these very technology centric companies. Mm -hmm. How have you as a very progressive leader and, uh, you know, innovator in an industry that, you know, I think most would call kind of a professional services type of industry. How have you, you guys contemplated rethinking what kind of business are you? Can you become a technology company? Because part of what's, what's actually scared me a little bit is that I think a lot of the companies that are historically successful here in Orange County haven't made that leap to 
maybe maybe we should rethink ourselves as a technology company because if we don't, we have the chance of being disrupted by somebody in our industry who does. So how have you reconciled yeah. or, or, or do you see others, whether it's the accounting firms or law firms or others around here, how do you, how do you see people orienting around that? <laughs> well, first of all, if you're not a technology company in 2020, you're not a company. Mm. <laughs> you know, most. Mm-hmm. I mean, think, take our, you know, our profession is made up of very highly educated people. Yes. We're taught whole brain thinking, so we're not, you know, we're very technical, but we're very artistic. And it's an old profession. I mean, we're not a new type of a business, right? Mm-hmm. We've been around forever. And our industry builds buildings. Uh, the construction industry um, innovates at a very incremental. I mean, we still build out of concrete. Mm-hmm. The Romans built out of concrete. Okay, <laughs> so not that we don't have new technology, mm-hmm. we do. Sure. But as far as design goes, you know, you always have to be pushing the technology. You know, mm-hmm. we're way we're so much more productive and efficient. And our new grads are coming out of school are so much more technically oriented these days. Mm-hmm. Even when I drew on a drafting board with my pencil, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still somebody who did that. You know, so our profession has come kind of light years technologically, and we've got a ways to go, mm-hmm. definitely. And we have to mm-hmm. keep pushing that for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So. Well, I, I love the quote in 2020. If you're not a technology company, you're not a company. That may be, that may be the headline <laughs> of this uh, of this entire conversation. So final lap. Larry, uh, you know, Paul's giving me the time sign here. He, he manages me. Otherwise, I can continue this for a long, long time. <laughs> One of the things I always ask my guests is to share kind of a, you know, you've shared so much wisdom already, but that kind of a, you know, a key lesson or piece of advice or something. So if you think about those entrepreneurs that are trying to get off the ground here in Orange County, that are the, the next generation that are going to help us redevelop and, and reinvent uh, this amazing place that you, you and I both have a, a, a very soft spot in our heart for. What advice or, or lesson would you have for those early entrepreneurs that I have a lot of in my audience? Yeah, um, I think that what you and I talked about this in the commencement speech I gave. You know, you have to be doing what you love, what you really, really believe in. You know, if you're not so excited to get up every day and do it, I'm not sure you should be doing it. You have to be doing that. And then you just have to work hard. You, I mean, it's so simple, right? It's so like not profound, but mm-hmm. you got to work your ass off. You have mm-hmm. to, and you have to be, you got to be willing to take some punches. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail. You got to be willing to fail and then learn and then get up and do better and not give up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think, and then you got to take risks. You got to be willing to take a risk. If you don't take a risk, you're not going to make it. So you got to be taking, you got to sort of that combination, I think Mm -hmm. is, I think super important. It's sort of like, you know, love what you do, work hard, Mm -hmm. take risks. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then as you're building your company, you have to have a number two, you've got to do that. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs flail around because Mm -hmm. they don't have their good number two. You have to hire or partner with somebody who has skill sets that you don't have for the benefit of your business as you're building it. And uh, that's super important. 
Okay, there you go. That's enough. Of oh, that. I mean, that is just gold. There's <laughs> so much. Going, but there's that's... so much gold there, Larry. I mean, thank you for, thank you for that. Thank you for taking us on this ride. Thank you for your amazing impact and leadership in the business community here in the uh, broader community through your work at United Way. Uh, you know, this has been a complete delight to have you on. I would love to continue this conversation and um, just know, you know, you're doing your part to accelerate OC. So I, you know, I appreciate you for that. Well, thanks. I really appreciate it. This was fun. And uh, yeah, anytime. Do it some more. Very good. Thanks, Gary. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's accelerate OC together.